0: Ladies and gentlemen, and every other little critter in between, welcome to a very, very special episode of your favorite new podcast, Cat Dead details later i'm josh that's cole and today marks the the finale of our very first season 31 goddamn episodes and uh we're just getting started because looking at the list that we have we're never going to run out of movies to talk about yeah but this is a really special one this is man it's really hard to tell like to really think about like what my favorite horror movie is uh in the grand scheme of things, but this thing has has it all. It's got laughs. It's got gross body horror. It's got spooks. It's got kills. It's got babe, not babes, uh, but babe, and she's enough. Yeah, this of course we're talking about 1985's Reanimator or H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator, directed by Stuart Gordon earlier on in our little run here we spoke about a movie called From Beyond uh almost the identical cast same director same writer uh reanimator is the is the souped up version of From Beyond it's it's as close to a perfect comedy
1: horror movie you're ever going to find we've seen this movie far too many times but just uh, upon, like, the most recent viewing, like, I really think the thing that makes this film so enjoyable is the fact that it is such, like, a balanced dish. Like, it's, it's got a little bit of everything, and it all works in just... Oh, it's, it's such perfect harmony. We've talked about this movie a lot. I mean, this is, this is kind of like faking an orgasm for the audience. Like, there's nothing <laughs> that we're going to say that you and I haven't already said to one another, but we need to try to make it sound authentic. And I
0: do... <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, th- this th- this movie is about some crazy kooky science kids uh, who find out, okay, no, let me retract that. <laughs> They're wacky. Two crazy kooky med students at uh, Miskatonic University, H.P. Lovecraft's favorite uh, setting, uh, have devised a way to bring the dead back to life and
1: hilarity ensues. I, every time I watch this movie, I I further love the relationship between our two main characters. Hell yeah. Just because it's, it's like a bad nineties sitcom where I can see myself loving this as like an episodical type of thing where you just have to watch this one dude hate the guy that like rents his basement. Oh yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, uh, he hates he, him, he but he respects. <laughs> yeah. him
0: yeah. he, he hates him, but he respects him, and he like can't help but be excited about the discoveries because obviously bringing the dead back to life is, I mean, hasn't been done for what three thousand years? Is that what they say? Is that when Jesus came back? Whoo! It's been a minute. Been a minute. Daniel Kane, our I guess you would say main character, but kind of not. I guess Herbert West is actually the main... I don't... Mm. I think
1: I would consider... I really think that this is kind of like a Frodo-Sam situation where mm. I'm sure if you could ask the author, even though this is... The, the, the film barely resembles the story that it's based yeah. on. Um, But I do think that these kind of characters have like a real co-host situation. I, I would. I would like to argue... That Herbert West is kind of our primary character, even though he's, he he just has very interesting motives.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, if you're trying to defeat death, I mean, I guess death is pretty important, but like, it's kind of altruistic. I think he's actually after it more in like a in a power scenario, where he just like wants to be the guy.
1: Yeah, and you you and I have talked about this film so much, and I think that we always kind of come back to the point where he he's just a perfect mad scientist oh yeah yes the only thing that matters is science <laughs> guy, like, yeah he just he just oozes science there's also a lot of other things oozing in this film much ooze yeah ooze, <laughs> Much ooze, <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: yeah dan kane is like what you would he's like the prototypical med student like, a guy who wants to become a doctor to, like, save people and be be a good guy. He's there on a scholarship, um, which we find out becomes threatened later on. He's dating the Dean's daughter in secret. Enter Barbara Crampton. Hello again. Hmm. Uh, Hello. <laughs> it's not me you're looking for.
1: Always so nice to see her, and, like... This is, man, I didn't realize how many things she has been in. Oh,
0: yeah. This year and this past year, like, she's in another thing every couple months, it seems like. The title card sequence to, like, lead it off is, it's perfect. It's all those, uh, like, engravings, like, those medical engravings, like, the classic medical illustration textbook look but like neon colors on a black screen to like the one. Okay. To like awesome music. But for throughout this whole film, like there's so many whimsical musical stings that like, I don't, I mean, I love it. And I really love the mood that this film has, but like,
1: it's so whimsical. The, the types of horror, that I like and I mean it's it's obviously there's a great many I I dip into almost every subgenre, it seems but I love these films that have like a a weird balance almost where like you have many elements that contrast that feel like they shouldn't work together but they Mm -hmm. just come together to make something that it's just a hit and like that opening score is so unusually tense and I, I think it's I read something where a critic actually docked the film like a point because he thought it was a little bit too close to uh, like a Hitchcock intro or oh. I, I think Psycho. You know what? You're and totally I, I can you're actually,
0: right. I can totally see that.
1: I can fully hear it. And you know what? If, if that was the inspiration uh, and there's a lot of humming and hawing around it on account of the actual opening uh, visuals and everything kind of give a bit of a vertigo vibe. Mm-hmm. If, if the inspiration is directly from Hitchcock, I think that they knocked it out of the park and, uh, you know, kind of turning it into their own. Long story short, like I just I love this intro. The whole thing works, yeah, so well. I, it I was would, executed.
0: I would say that like the film on its whole on the on its whole, <laughs> is definitely mm-hmm. not a Hitchcock ripoff. But I will like I totally can concede that the the opening like even when we first meet Herbert West when he's in Zurich uh, through that title sequence to then the first shot of uh, Miskatonic uh, med school, like all of that has very Hitchcock vibes in a, in a way that isn't like a total rip off.
1: 100% agree. I think it's a, a good example of well-used inspiration. Mm-hmm. It's really nice when I've seen a film this many times and something like the opening sequence can still excite me. I'm like, Oh man, like I, I get that feeling of like being a kid in a movie theater. And I'm just like, I just can't wait for this film to start. Fuck. Yeah, man. I also, I totally somehow always
0: forget when West is like, when he has that confrontation at the start in like with his, the guy that he's been studying with, uh, what's his name? Gruber. That's the doctor, Dr. Gruber. Uh, I never remember his eyeballs exploding. And, like, those effects are fucking incredible.
1: (laughs) The effects of this film? Okay. A lot of the effects are just hands down amazing, right? They're just just beautifully well done works. But there's also a lot of, like, super campy, like, excessively B-movie. Mm-hmm. Things and I, I love all of it. Like everything about this film excites me because it is a, it's almost like a student film. Yeah. In certain scenes where you you get like that love, that feeling of people who like they don't have the money, but they've got an idea and there's there's no way in hell that they're gonna back out of it. Yeah. And, uh, and like, like the, the big.
0: That... Sorry, well, I was just gonna say that like obviously Barbara Crampton and um, I hate myself for this. Um.
1: But, 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 Yeah, I think I've just come to terms 100% after the Hills Have Eyes episode. We're not named here. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Pluto, Mercury, and Mark. (laughs) 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 The the three
0: elements. (laughs) Never forget Mark.
1: Um... My favorite character, hands down.
0: Barbara Crampton and especially Jeffrey Combs but even uh like Bruce Abbott who plays Dan Kane I think I might have been calling him Dean Kane who's the guy who played Superman in The Adventures of Lois and Clark but uh mm-hmm. that would have been a different movie anyway you can tell that they like they love working together to the point where like yeah. um Barbara and Jeffrey have like ended up working together on like a f- several more films um I think actually Jeffrey Combs ends up, like, being the reanimator universe, which is kind of rad.
1: Yeah, I've only seen the first two, but I was actually, I was surprised (laughs) at how good I thought it was. I I actually enjoyed it. I don't think it's remotely as good as the first film, but I, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting it to be at all enjoyable, and it was pretty dope. Is that Bride? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, or I started it, and I got, like...
0: I don't know 15 minutes in and i had to go somewhere or something uh so i'll be coming back to that at some point um but yeah it just goes like basically a point that we're just going to keep hammering is that this has so many disparate elements that work really well together but everything is just interwoven in a in a in a perfect way
1: this film very similar to uh from beyond And just comparing them mainly due to the cast a big similarity that the two films have that i really enjoy is how much like the the story is so well paced for in the film from beyond the 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 one scene that really got me excited was the fact that when they go back to the house to turn on the resonator Mm -hmm. it actually turns on yeah Uh, and the same thing in this film i like that there's these moments where you would assume that just the way that a typical film is structured, you're going to have like a, like a quote unquote misfire once or twice, right? Totally. And I mean,
0: there are are misfires like throughout this, this thing.
1: And it always pushes the plot forward. It doesn't stumble. It doesn't make things, uh, hold on pause. And uh, like, you know, a good example of this is the first time that they try the serum on, Mm. on a patient. Right. And that, that scene just becomes, chaotic like it's um, not Uh, not
0: immediately because they they give up on having having had it oh my god I have this exact same stutter every single time I try and say the same phrase and I never (laughs) I don't know what my it gives me a stroke I'm like allergic to saying it I think having had performed (laughs) the experiment fuck I don't even know I don't even know where it was going
1: (laughs) <laughs> this is just gonna slowly turn into your rap career. <laughs> yeah. A rap, a rap. yeah, you know, as uh, he actually didn't set out to do music. He's starting recording a horror <laughs> podcast, but he just um. my name
0: is Josh and I'm here to say I'm gonna rap rap real good today. <laughs> oh boy, kill me now.
1: <laughs> Gold stars, isn't um, that something? I, I also like that they this is a film like where the actual plot i like that it really just focuses on the actual device which is the like the serum is Mm -hmm. kind of like almost a character in and of itself right totally and there's not a lot of additional fluff in like the the early stage of the film to kind of get to where the film wants to go like the even the setup of their like landlord tenant or just roommate situation right Mm -hmm. it's almost a bit too convenient but they give you a good reason as to why it would work and herbert west's character is just the perfect guy to have this situation move forward in in a way like where typically you would never let this guy inside your house oh
0: man i (laughs) I i love him just like as as uh i think her name's lisa or meg meg as meg is leaving um Dan's house and opens the door and then <laughs> and whoever it was, is just standing out there <laughs> yeah, and, like, and like she's obviously immediately creeped out by him but like he's so insistent and won't take no for an answer but also uses the same like it's how these kind of people get through life by like guilty not guilting people I don't know like catching, giving no excuse yeah exactly you catch people in like and even because you, you know that you put people off, but it doesn't matter to you. It's like, I'm, I'm going to do this thing, even though you don't want me here and uh, it's fine. And this is going to be okay.
1: He's pre- prepared. He's a quick thinker. And especially with this exact situation, he has like the one thing ready to go that a typical landlord would want, which is like, he's just got the money right in front of him. Like, oh, you know, you won't even know I'm here except for on the first of the month. And he takes out some cash. Yeah. like oh how prompt I mean I and yeah he, he just really like wiggles his way in mm-hmm. and he is also ready to set up shop immediately you also have that weird respect just due to their interests mm-hmm. so he's a little bit more inclined to like give this guy a shot just for that and the, the thought of someone going into that basement and just be like, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't take this guy up on the offer, there's a good chance that he's not going to be renting the space out for a good while. True. So like,
0: I mean, that's pretty cool of your landlord to be like,
1: Hey, just like use you.
0: You can have the basement. I'm not going to set up like, I don't know, a little hockey goal in there, or I'm not going to like do my, painting what would I use my I'm living in a basement right now actually I don't know where I'm going with this anyway (laughs) just like hey yeah free rein for the basement
1: set up your laboratory or laboratory however you prefer set up your lab Mm -hmm. but as a viewer like it's just such an exciting like you've got the perfect amount of drama Mm -hmm. already like I I smell a sitcom (laughs) these guys are so entertaining to watch together
0: yeah, their on-screen chemistry is perfect. Like, to your earlier point, I would I would happily watch them and their adventures, like, through, through the years. Like, they're almost like the dark timeline of Bill and Ted. Or the smart timeline, or something. Like, you know, it's just like... To, well, I guess Bill and Ted were actually, like, very similar. These dudes are not exactly the same.
1: I would one hundred percent comparison and and Herbert West's excellent adventure. that would be great. (laughs) That would have been such a different movie. (laughs) You have access to a time machine. (laughs) I don't know, man. This guy's kind of (laughs) squirrely.
0: Fuck, that would be incredible. Okay, let's pitch it. Let's let's take this right to Hollywood. Copyright, copy, <laughs> copyright on that idea.
1: Um, um, um <laughs> goddamn. Sorry, what do you got? Nothing. Oh, but I, I do just love that. Um, yeah. So Meg, mm-hmm. Megan. Um, I'm pretty sure when she leaves, the last thing she says is like, "Don't, don't, don't let him into our house. Like, yeah. don't, don't let him have the room." <laughs> like, you can't let him live like, here. <laughs> All right, I'm trusting you with this. Bye. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know he's got money, and honestly, like from my own struggles with living situations, if I had a roommate who showed me that he has rent and professes that he that I'm never gonna see or hear of him, I'm totally fine with that. That sounds
1: great. He makes a wonderful sales pitch. Mm -hmm. They have so many funny moments in this house. Like the house is a great set. I love this basement. Um, it's just an exciting place. And like I know we've already mentioned it with the color, but like every single time you see the serum on screen, like that vibrant green Mm -hmm. is oh man, like I I just want to touch it. Like I kind of don't, because I I guarantee it would like melt my flesh. Or I kind of want to drink it. Yeah, like it just looks so. It, it it is the perfect green. Yeah. So vibrant. Yeah, it's fantastic. I man. love it. Yeah. And <laughs> the like I I wish I had a more elegant way to like break into this. It it's very obvious. Due to the, the, the title of our podcast, that this film has one of my favorite film quotes ever.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I remember, I, we watched this for the first time together. And that, I think that that line, I don't remember how long I was laughing after the first time I heard it. But it just, like, it burned itself in my mind.
1: That's one of those moments where I can only really express it as, I felt like something broke me momentarily. mm mm-hmm. Like it caused a glitch and like, oh, like he's in like a, like a laughing loop or yeah. something. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure we like were around it a few times. It's like, oh, maybe make, make him say it again. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh,
0: yeah. It's uh and it's, it's just, man, that whole, okay. That whole scene. So Herbert's been living in this house and um Meg thinks he's super weird. She and Dan haven't seen the cat in a while. Uh, I, I can never remember if it's her cat living at his house or if it's his cat. I think it's her cat, right? Which seems, I mean, that seems kind of weird. Just like take my cat and let it live at your house. Well, was it
1: maybe because I know like um, she's still living with the folks. Maybe you know, like oh like. I don't know what the situation is. Yeah. Either way, she's very upset about the cat. Is the is the, or going to be upset t- about the cat?
0: Clearly, Dan doesn't really care after a while.
1: Oh, he doesn't care at all. Yeah. He's like, yeah, oh, this is just just stuffing it in the mini fridge, yeah.
0: <laughs> and <then laughs> uh, just uh, Herbert's like utter indignation and like totally righteous. Like if someone's just, I mean, you think that you have privacy in your room and some like your your roommate's girlfriend is just like in your room and i mean i've seen a couple of videos like that and it seems like that might be a cool situation but in reality it doesn't turn out like that and it's just an invasion of privacy
1: yeah <laughs> just, anyway so his anger is justified <laughs> like well said, it i'm hitting control tab out of this one <laughs> it's a good thing i <laughs> have a couple extras lined up I'll put the old space bar on that. <laughs> um, yeah, but the like the, the exchange here is equal parts ridiculous and at the same time, perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why wouldn't you leave a note? <laughs> like, he was leaving the house, right? That, that was why he didn't have to upper proper note. Because I think that he was saying, like, I, I had to, like, leave.
0: I think, I can't remember. I think he said, like, he had to go to class or something. Okay. I mean, his excuse of the cat suffocating by getting its head stuck in a can or whatever, like, I have a, f- I mean, maybe he's telling the truth. I have a suspicion that he maybe helped the cat along in the suffocation.
1: He doesn't give off a very trustworthy vibe. No. No.
0: I mean, again, I'd happily have him as a roommate.
1: (laughs) You know, I just... I feel like I'd be hearing a lot about this guy. Actually, yeah, you're totally right.
0: I... Yes. Yes. (laughs) I have a hard enough time with, like, somewhat regular people yeah
1: like oh you wouldn't believe this guy (laughs) oh man just like dragging the dead neighbor in like gosh quickly you have to give me a hand with this like what the hell (laughs) (laughs) i can't go to jail again man i found him like this it's perfectly fine there's nothing weird going on just got hit by a car which is my car (laughs) yeah perfectly normal yeah that was great um
0: So the reanimation of the cat is such a great scene. It's, it's equal parts comedy and utterly disgusting.
1: Yeah, it it is. It becomes more comical. Like it, it starts out kind of horrifying, Mm -hmm. just so messy. And like,
0: well, I think, okay, for me, the comical part is like, it's, it's kind of, I mean, in reality, if you're getting attacked by a cat, even if it's the smallest cat, those things are relentless and it hurts, man. So like, oh yeah, like that part would actually be scary, but coupled with the score here and like the, the way it's acted
1: and shot, like it's so funny. I always have a hard time. Like it, it, a kid, these things are purely horrifying because you're so much more likely just to believe everything is nonfiction. But no knowing that this guy had to just give it his all with a puppet <laughs> <Fire> creature <Yeah. laughs> Oh, he's going for your eyeballs there, Herbert <laughs> <laughs> Yes 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 show, show me more anger. <laughs> Hell yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> Just the sounds that they have to put in in post.
0: Oh man, I love I love angry cat sounds in post.
1: I love angry cat sounds in films. In real life, they are horrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the build up where you're like, yeah, oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. The
0: more I think about it, the more that, like, cats are a terrifying pet.
1: <laughs> you can just wake up and they're, like, looming over you. Oh, yeah. I have.
0: I've woken up that way. <laughs> uh, I still have a scar on my toe from when my cat ran over it when I was like 11. When I was, I would have been probably about three years old. And uh, we had this little, little CRT TV, just called a TV back in the day. And it was sitting on top of this tiny little cabinet that had all my little VHS tapes in it. And I think my mom was like, oh, why don't you go get your, your Care Bears tape? So I... I should also mention that I was living with a cat at the time. It was a little kitten. His name was Sylvester. He was black and white. Honestly, like a, a cute little guy from what I can remember. But <laughs> I, I went to go, I kneeled down and opened the cabinet to try and grab this tape. And I just hear this like, like approaching very quickly. And all of a sudden, this little cat runs up. My crouched back and just starts clawing and biting my head, like gripped onto my ears, and just like, 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 gone from like.
1: <laughs> One of my
0: earliest memories is me getting attacked by a cat. So, no wonder this shit is scary to me.
1: <laughs> the, the bit that makes me laugh is always like the facial expression that you make when you, like, imply in, in hearing the noises of like the quickly <laughs> approaching because <laughs> he ran from like the other side of the house <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing like a like a Kill Bill shot of like just the cat's feet
0: <laughs> yeah and then the Oren Ishii of my head sliding apart after he clawed it apart like...
1: <laughs> yeah exactly you get the uh the like anime like the the frame and frame picture yeah
0: <laughs> yeah we uh we definitely didn't uh hang on to that cat
1: <laughs> kick him to the curb josh <laughs> uh. <laughs> i think we had cat soup for dinner the oh. next day
0: Um. yeah. Oh, so after they've been fighting this cat and they, like, are faced with its broken and bloody corpse with its intestines hanging out and shit and then uh Herbert injects it. Or what does it Herbert or Dan who injects it again? I'm I'm wanting to say that's a Herbert move. That sounds like a Herbert Mm -hmm. move in my head. I think he makes an offhand comment like his back's broken so he's not going to be much of a threat now and then the
1: pitiful yeah, this seems More horrifying
0: yeah totally there's just the pitiful corpse coming back to life with the quiet like man the puppet work here is fantastic
1: oh yeah this is one of the one of the better practical effects moments and mm-hmm. in, in yeah it, it achieves the vibe that i think that they were going for the, the, the bit, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk more about the bit that I was thinking about that is is almost more like cheap and silly is the, the, the prosthetic head effect. And apparently from what I was reading, Barbara Crampton, like brought up after seeing the final product, that the whole scene is almost sillier because he uses a prop head to make it have the appearance of an actual head because he's he's just a headless corpse at this point. Yeah. And I guess after the, the entire film was shot, she's like, "Well, could he not have just done that with his own head?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's way funnier when you use the medical dummy's head.
1: Of course, but yeah, they just kind of like Apparently no one had an answer for it. like, well, you see. Hmm. <laughs> Isn't that something? Well, we're not reshooting it, so. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's, like, the I love that the mechanics and the science don't make any fucking sense. And how, like, Dr. Carl Hill can control his headless body. And also, you know, speak. And, uh... And also control, like, several other dead bodies eventually. Like, I don't know. I love it. Well, we'll probably start talking about that final scene later on, but...
1: Of course. It's just, I think, like, my main thing here is I love with these films, like, obviously a story either just works or Mm -hmm. it doesn't. Totally. As someone that would consider himself typically watching most movies... And I'm trying to ease off the gas now, but I, I've always been very hypercritical on little details. That I was totally. like, "Oh, like this wouldn't make sense. This uh, isn't, say, historically accurate." Blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah. Um, if you execute everything right, though, it really doesn't matter. Especially if I think that you're able to convey a sense of self-awareness. Totally. And yeah, like this film's not trying to like, apologize or uh, make any excuses for these things that, yeah, absolutely have like no. Working mechanics. It's more. They, they just... It's just using science as
0: a as a plate to serve a fun dish. We, yeah, we always
1: relate this shit
0: back to food, but uh, yeah, it's the exact same thing with From Beyond. It's just like, it's it's science that I mean, if you really got in the nitty gritty of it, you could probably figure out how it works, but it doesn't matter at all.
1: And I think that at the end of the day, like it's the the contenders for my favorite stories are always a mix of like those products that are just like everything's polished everything was so well thought out every single aspect is just done to a tee. and then you have these other things that are just as good and they're an absolute mess totally but they're just so self-aware and i love it and yeah. it, it is yeah, everything is done in perfect balance with one another for like for every ounce of comedy there's an ounce of actual horror you know, for every good practical effect, there's another one that's just ridiculous. Like it's all just, it's just just such a delight to watch. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, this has been fun. Looking forward to seeing you on
0: another. (laughs) Do we have an email or? (laughs) Uh, I mean, the crazy thing is that like, we haven't even talked about the crazy stuff. There are so many awesome scenes. We haven't even really touched on the scene in the morgue.
1: Oh, yeah, that's like, kind of, we were talking about a little bit about it earlier, but like, this is another scene that I, I really enjoy that, like the moment isn't wasted because mm-hmm. they basically, you know, like they, they go to use like an actual subject mm-hmm. that's not a cat. Yeah. And you actually get not, not only results, but, like this is a memorable, really enjoyable, crazy scene. And that the guy that they
0: got to play this corpse is fucking gargantuan.
1: It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a He's it's huge a person, like, oops, we made a mistake. Personally, like, like, why? Yeah, why would you pick? Yeah, why, like, God, yeah there's, like, there's got to be a dead kid in here, right? I, I think the thing that drives me nuts
0: is that Herbert now has done this experiment so many times, and every time. I mean, it's. I guess it's not always violent. Like when he did it to Gruber. Um, oh fuck! That just made me remember, and I don't want to forget that 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 opening scene where Gruber's one of his colleagues is like, "You killed him," and he responds in the most overdramatic Jeffrey Combs way. No, I gave him life, and it was oh, num, 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 num. Yeah. so good. But in all of these experiments, none of the results have been peaceful. So why start
1: with the beefcake? <laughs> <laughs> I I will say, in all fairness, because um, my 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 initial response was just like you know, say, like well, like you know, look, look for a dead kid. If Pet Cemetery has taught <laughs> me anything, that's not a good idea. Yeah. So there's... it's I mean, I guess you're just really rolling the
0: dice. And also, in today's economy, it's so much harder to find dead kids.
1: Well, this was back in the the wild, wild 1980s. Yeah, I don't know if there could have been a better outcome. It's just, like, this This scene is almost like There's a few elements in this film that are very, like, three stooges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong. This is, inv- oh, sorry. I, I just, I, I got a bad visual. Um The, the violence in this segment. Mm-hmm this is another film like where it gets a good amount of cringe out of me there are certain parts on the human body that is like even if something doesn't look remotely fatal you can you can feel that like phantom pain just by watching it ankles are they're one of those spots you know i never you know? really
0: get the ankle the ankle stuff oh mm. i'm more of like a eyeball tongue teeth Uh, between the fingers or just fingers in general balls peen ears all the sensitive stuff but ankles never really get me lucky boy
1: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah there's a few moments in this segment that just really like i can as i sit on my couch eating potato chips i i really i really feel their pain you know (laughs) um yeah, I don't know. I I, I just I, I love the the whole morgue segment. I mean, I guess they they spend a lot of time here. Just this 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 initial bit.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, to your point about like this Three Stooges aspect of it, like when when this beefcake finally gets up and starts rampaging, and I think at this point, Kane and West have already been expelled from school, so they're they shouldn't even be on the property, and then, um the dean of admissions fucking comes down to investigate the sounds coming from the morgue and the door gets fucking broken off of its hinges right on top of him and then the beefcake comes out and just jumps on the door killing the dean somehow i guess just through sheer like crushing of internal organs but like that's
1: that's a fighting game finishing move, if ever. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that's a super fatality. Yeah. Um, but like, like that's just that that looks so funny.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's it's definitely one of those moments where it's like you can't help but laugh when you're watching it because it's so absurd. But like many things that we've mentioned, yeah. it be horrifying. Like if I was in the position, like under the door, you're not like, oh, this is gonna be super funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, please. <laughs> like, I think it's like what well, you know I mentioned from Beyond too many times, but that scene when. I can't remember what Jeffrey Combs' character's name was in that film. Uh, so Crawford Tillinghast. All right, Crawford. The uh, when he's talking about that dude getting his head bit off like a gingerbread man, <laughs> like a gingerbread man. Yeah, yeah. The, the scene's hilarious, but when you just picture like looking at someone that you know <laughs> and just that one bite, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa oh man tell us how josh died again like yeah guys this isn't a funny story that i keep telling you The <laughs> He did it he, his head just 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 one bite
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was the most
1: horrifying thing i've seen in my life yeah. oh man that's funny like that time that dude got smashed by that door <laughs> <laughs> i'm going on way too much of a tangent but yeah like the the, scene, the, the scene's effective. Oh, yeah. And this is
0: where uh, Meg like has a falling out with uh, with Dan. Uh, and, I mean, for pretty good reason, I guess. You know, her dad's dead. Wait. Oh, does she come around? Have- okay. Yeah. I mean, they, they give themselves <laughs> a super fresh subject to use. How do they take down the beefcake? Do they just inject it with more of the reagent?
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, You know
0: what's so funny is, like, having watched this film probably ten times and still, like, having no memory. Like, I think my brain is at this point mostly Swiss cheese.
1: Yeah, it's... Actually, it is kind of nice, though. This film is arranged in a way where I feel like... There there are certain films that I can just replay in my head almost, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and then when I actually watch them, it's... Both kind of nice and almost upsetting that there's no surprises left. Whereas this film, I think every single time, I, I at least have one or two moments where I'm like, "Oh, right, I forgot about that scene." Mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat. But yeah, I, I think I just like interjected at a point. You're just, you're just talking about like they're they're kind of in like a falling out.
0: Oh yeah, well I'm trying to remember if I th- I think what Herbert sees when the dean is killed and they've dealt with Mister Beefcake. Is that um, he sees the Dean as like a totally fresh subject. And I don't know how he has like a limitless supply of this reagent. But uh, I mean, he's well equipped. So I think this is where he injects him, right? And then the Dean gets super violent, like immediately.
1: Yeah, it's uh, still a do not buy.
0: Yeah, and Meg doesn't really like that very much.
1: Yeah, this is a this is like a season finale of the wacky sitcom between their roommate situation. <laughs> I can't believe you tried to reanimate my girlfriend's dad, man. <laughs> she won't even talk to me now. And we were supposed to have a date tomorrow. <laughs> now who oh, am I gonna bring did. to the date? <laughs>
0: oh fuck. <laughs> and the probs yeah. tomorrow. Uh, I hope Happy
1: Harry's doing well. No, I think so. Uh honestly, is working on some new stuff, so Oh good for him. Lots of time between projects. Those uh these cartoons, lots of work.
0: No kidding.
1: Uh the yeah, I guess like the only thing that we re- really haven't touched too much on is just uh the professor. Doctor
0: and... Carl Hill.
1: Yes, the same. He's a perfect creep. This guy, man, oh my god. Like, I, I guess I could say it about pretty much all of the primary cast here, but just the the performances with one another, like, they're just, every single one is so fun to watch, watching Honestly, these people interact with one another.
0: Honestly, kind of surprised that he, like, I mean, I don't know if he was considered or if he auditioned for it, but, like, kind of surprised that he didn't play Saruman. Maybe he was dead by then. Okay yep hey Uh, yeah oh oh, my back just locked up cool uh did you hear what i said
1: uh saruman yeah yeah i I was just saying like yeah i don't know because i i feel like he he would have done a a fun saruman i mean he would have done a fun (laughs) i obviously
0: christopher lee is is perfect but oh yeah i just feel like he could have brought something a little more sinister to the role
1: (laughs) a little bit more wacky i love Um, us okay
0: so he steals herbert west's uh research um he's putting on moves on meg which is super uncomfortable after her dad is in the asylum or like in his care um but when herbert uh kills him shovel kill fucking brilliant move decapitation very smart but when he gets him back up and running and the, the just the scene where he's like, West, you
1: bastard. It's just so perfect. I also love that he immediately just reaches for a notepad. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you have to. You gotta, I mean, science never sleeps, man. You gotta really like jot that shit down.
1: But like you were just saying, like that 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 scene is perfect and this kind of stuff like i i I understand like you know things you you don't want to oversaturate, right Mm -hmm. but this 80s style of like that over dramatic delivery with these types of films is just oh man yeah it's just so juicy and like i love how that line's delivered just getting in like the headspace of having no actual frame of reference of what a severed head would sound like yeah (laughs) going for it and I mean, it makes sense without making sense because, of course, you wouldn't actually be able to speak. But if I had to guess what you would sound like, it, that, that's
0: pretty accurate. Yeah, you're just like wiggling around the vocal cords. But like, I just like they use they use Doctor Carl Hill so well for so many different funny scenes. Like, they use his head being <laughs> off in so many different ways. And like, like just that, like his first words as a reanimated corpse are to to call this dude a bastard. Like that's fantastic. Uh, the previously mentioned scene where his his body is walking around with the the medical dummy's head in place of his head, like just so slapstick and silly, but but like <laughs> super sinister.
1: It, once again, it's, it's very, like, Three Stooges quality, like, especially when he knocks out Herbert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you can... Also, like, it, it is just a... a step or two short of him, like, tapping on his shoulders prior to doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Like, it, it's like a Scooby-Doo monster, right?
0: Isn't there even a scene where, um, like, the body... Does that with his arms, like trying to catch them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, like where you do like the the shaggy duck to get out of the way of like the the aggressive hugging motion. Yeah, exactly. Mm I I just realized that
0: the animated adventures of Dan Can and Herbert West would be amazing. And you have like a reanimated cat as your Scooby. And then you have Barbara Crampton uh, playing Daphne and Velma. Oh my goodness. I like yeah, it.
1: Yeah. I, I think a, like a 10 minute Hanna-Barbera like quality cartoon would just be comedy gold if, if it's done right. Like I, I feel like I've seen an artist on Instagram that does uh, images of the Scooby-Doo gang with actual horror movie monsters. So I, I gotta go check and see if they've hmm. got this. Cause, yeah, I, I I'd love to see the boys. Like, I, I can picture that episode playing out. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe it's best if it just lives on in our memories. Other, uh, so. on, on the other hand, copyright. Nobody, nobody can have that one either. Selfish, selfish ideas, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just it's it's just that mix of adult comedy with the. The innocence of a kid's cartoon i'm picturing scooby like stumbling upon like corpses (laughs) (laughs) quickly help us load them into the van (laughs) (laughs) this last scene where they like confront dr yeah like
0: the the final like the climax it's
1: it's almost like this film plays out like a video game you know like this this last scene like they have to face the final boss and like just a bunch of ads like there's just a, a yeah. bunch of minions to piss you off while you're trying to like, oh of course all the extras are here totally um but yeah like it's it really plays out like a good theater production right like everything ramps up and it yeah i don't know i, I saw like once again the pacing in this film is dynamite and they really went out on a high note I love watching everything unfold here. It's visually spectacular, but the actual final scene yeah. is one of my favorites in almost any horror movie. Sorry. I'm not sure if you had a thought before oh, that.
0: Oh yeah. Well, it, it is in conjunction with this. It's like watching, watching Meg uh, and Dan make it to the elevator and then having her be attacked by that, reanimated corpse and then um like dan runs away to get an axe chops the arm off and thinks everything's fine and then looks back and sees that the hand is still choking her and inevitably kills her like that actually it made me so sad the first time i saw it and it's still like like she just got, got caught up in this crazy thing like she she was innocent in all of this and i just
1: it always it always hurts my heart the, the thing that makes the film so good is like, you know, despite all the comedy and the silliness, it still does so well in those other areas, right? Like mm-hmm. the horror is on point and the actual characters are like, it, it's well done. So, yeah, I definitely felt that when you're watching it, especially for the first time. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. And it, you get that like that near you, you were so close. Yeah, you were so close. um, And it's just taken from you at like the last minute. But that final scene, like, this is, oh, man, like, this this is a perfect horror movie ending. It's perfect. Everything about it, it is, it's, it's a flawless scene. I love it. I love it. There's nothing about it that could be better. I I also love that, like, this isn't a Herbert moment, right? Yeah. Like, you've got the guy who is clearly the crazy person the entire film. Mm Mm-hmm. And in contrast, you have a character who's basically been trying to be like his, almost like a, like, like his consciousness throughout yeah. it.
0: Yeah, he's the conscience.
1: Telling him when to not do something. And of course, though, everything lines up perfectly. that The person that he cares about the most is now in a spot where he thinks he might have a slight chance of saving her with the exact same thing that caused every problem they've had up to this point, including her death
0: well it's also it's a perfect um it's perfectly ties the bow of at this the first time we meet dan he's lost a patient in his like in i guess he's like doing a residency or whatever but his supervising doctor who actually plays the doctor in from beyond and i found out in, in my googling that she's married to stewart gordon um I actually thought maybe she was the same character, but it's not. She just is the same person. Anyway, we get that scene where she's like a good doctor needs to know when to let go, and then that to finally have that at the end just tied back together. Yeah, you could you t- take take us home here.
1: You phrase that beautifully. That's exactly it. It puts such a nice bow. Everything comes full circle. But the actual shot of him grabbing the syringe upon injecting it the screen fades to black but we still get that crystal oh, yeah. clear look just the green oh yeah and the way that it fades and like gives the uh, like visual illusion that you know the plunger is being pressed oh yeah and topped off with the like the, the perfect cherry of that wonderful screen like this is a like like that sound clip it's fantastic that's not, i mean i I never would have assumed otherwise, but I read like a piece of trivia, like Barbara Crampton did all of her own screams. Mm -hmm. I never even questioned that maybe uh, an actor or actress wouldn't, but I guess that's in a weird way, almost like a scale to get like that perfect sound. Oh yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she is a scream,
0: like scream queen legend. She is, she's like the prototypical scream
1: queen. I think one of my favorite things about it is just the fact that I, I know it's coming now but I get the same thrill that I got the first time I watched the movie. Yeah. I
0: always like, when I think of this film, I see the scene with the cat dead details later. And then I see Carl Hill. We haven't even really talked about how dope his disembodied head looked like the effects here were fantastic, but I see that. And then
1: I see this final scene. Yes. I thought that we were cutting out there for a second. We were, um, Few little honorable mentions. I love the addition of Carl's body, like adding blood bags to his, like, yeah, tray, yeah, and just like that reaction of like, like he kind of needs it.
0: <laughs> oh, he looks so satisfying, like like getting into right. a warm bath or
1: something. I, I think yeah, that's the feeling. Like yeah, just like that, like dip in your toes and like oh yeah, there we Like mm, that's they, the they did so many, like yeah, the amount of small details throughout this film is just sprinkled. Like it it just feels like it's such a product of love. It looks like it would have been so fun to make probably a ton of stress. Like most films are, but it really seemed like it was a result of a bunch of people who really enjoyed making it.
0: Man. You feel, yeah, you feel the love. You feel that every, every single person involved with this film did it. Well, I obviously do it to make a paycheck, but, you have to, at some point, really love what you're doing. And, like, I i mean, as much of a nerd as I am about horror and stuff like that, I haven't read any interviews from back in the day, but I have to imagine that especially Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton, like, loved these characters. Just
1: well done to everyone involved. That's, the, a, that's there, a big old round of applause. Yeah, like every single person. And I know that we don't mention it enough, like with the people that you don't see on screen, but like the makeup, the lighting, the Mm -hmm. music, every single thing is just so good. I, yeah, I, I love this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, for the amount, for the amount of films, especially lately, it feels like that I complain about them not sticking the landing, like having such a great idea and just not being able to close it out. This, this is the standard that I hold movies to. Like this is, how you fucking wrap up and finish a movie in just, oh my God. It's, it's man, it's so fucking perfect. It has like, it's enough. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It just keeps you wanting more and knowing that there is more, but it's still such a perfect finish. They could have never made any sequels and I would have been just as satisfied. God damn.
1: In fact, I mean, in a way, like I'm, I'm, I suppose I'm glad that there are sequels just to watch for fun, but like, I, yeah, I definitely don't need them.
0: Well, yeah, I haven't even seen them yet. Like, this, this to me, yeah, this is it. it oh, wow. I'm getting teary eyed just thinking about how much I fucking love this movie. Uh, yeah. You know, number kicking around in the
1: old noggin?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I gotta, I gotta give it, I'm gonna give it 96 out of 100. This just like, it's, it's perfect or ne- as near to it as you can get.
1: Oh, man. There, there's, there's a part of me that was like playing with the idea of like, I kind of want to like scale back my ratings. Mm hmm just it, you know it's one of those things i'm not going to overthink it because like if i actually try to rate each film compared to one another i'll lose my mind no yeah you have to so, do it just for what, you shout out to film critics i suppose i don't <laughs> think it's a real job not i mean unless someone wants to pay me <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i'm going to i'm going to give reanimator a 94 this is Woo. like even if I were to like, just like make a conscious effort to like hold my punches somewhat like this, this has to go in the nineties. It's I it just, love, it
0: has you know, it all dude. It has it all.
1: Yeah. it it's just like, I feel like I, I I'm pretty sure I already mentioned it, but like it, it's, it's such a treat to show people. Therefore, I feel like even if I get to a point where I can recite every single line from this film, yeah, you still have the joy of being able to share it. And I, even if even if you're not there, just you know, like, hey man, go home, watch this, relax. Let me know what you think about it. I, I feel like you're going to have a lot of fun conversations. It's there's a scene in the film American Beauty where I can't remember the name. Kevin Spacey's character is talking to uh like their new neighbor about Reanimator. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Um, and they're they're just talking about how like they're like, oh man, like but that's that's a dope movie. <laughs> And that was actually before I saw Reanimator. I think that might have been part of what put it on my mental list because I like, I can't remember how we ended up coming to like the
0: man. I have no idea.
1: I, I oh I think it's... I might have had a H.P. Lovecraft book
0: that actually sounds familiar. And then I was like, oh, there's a movie about this. I think maybe. Damn, I want that makes me want to watch American Beauty now.
1: Yeah. E- either way, I'm very happy to have seen this. I think that we probably went on a pretty high note after giving it ratings. Uh, yeah. do you want to, you want to do us a, a nice, cool final play out for yeah. the, the end of the season? Yeah. You know what?
0: Uh, thanks for sticking it through with a sticking through. Thanks for, <clears throat> Hey friends, it's your pal, Josh. I want to thank you so much, uh, for listening. This has been, I mean, Cole and I are going to do this anyway. Uh, so it's really nice to have you all along for the ride so if you guys feel like uh you know carrying on with us into season two and uh maybe finally sliding into our dms or commenting on a on a sweet post or recommending us a movie i'm sorry that my energy's gotten so low it's just i really use some reagent right now you know you know what i mean (laughs) Anyway, thanks everybody. Uh we're at C D L Pod on the things. And uh looking forward to another two thousand episodes. Whew. Jeez. I <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I guess we'll see you soon. We don't have dates for season two, but uh stay tuned.